welcome to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I am the host of the show, and we speak to men from all walks of life, like Gotcha for Life founder Gus Walland. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I truly believe that vulnerability is a new way to lead. There's stuff that we do that is good. There's stuff that we just don't know what we're doing. It's nothing wrong with being human and explaining that to the people that you love. Episodes drop every Monday morning, so make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you're the first to know when they're available. Welcome back to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. And today we are joined by Blake Andreas. Blake, welcome. How are you? Good. Thanks, Abby. How about yourself? Mate, I am really well today. I'm really glad that we're having this chat because I think I was feeling a little bit flat this morning. Um, It's week 795 in lockdown, so I'm really glad that there's something to look forward to today. Um, So I'm really grateful that you're here, but I would love to start, if you wouldn't mind rating for me, how you are on a scale of one to 10, because I say, how are you? But I'd love if we could drill down into that a little bit more. So if you would think of you know, one being the lowest of lows and like 10 being the highest of highs, whereabouts would you say you sit on that scale right now? Yeah, good. Thanks for asking. You know what? Um, I guess in the whole scheme of things when we do and you've hit it on the head, uh, when we really do ask a mate, how are you feeling? This is something that I find that we miss a lot Um, and giving that scale is a really good uh, perspective and way to look at it. So if I were being honest, of where I'm currently sitting, um, as we had this discussion before this, been away from work, from home for a long time, just sort of got back in the swing of things. I'd, I'd have to be say, honestly, I'd probably be around about the five or six. Um, I'm just feeling flat. I've got a, a lot of gears to change back into, um, like my, in terms of my routine and how I like to get everything and all my gears and all my, um, my mental, uh, capacity functioning. Um, I'm just missing all those gears at the moment. So just grinding away at that. But I'm happy, I'm content, but I know I've got a uh, room for a lot more improvement with that. I want to ask you a little bit about and provide a little bit of context here with our audience. And first of all, I actually want to say thank you for being honest because I think it's a really – um, it's really easy when asked that question to kind of just brush it off as well. So I actually really appreciate you giving an honest answer. Um, I – wanted to talk to you a little bit about your job because you're a fly-in, fly-out worker and you work in the mines. And just before we got on air, you were telling me a little bit about what that work actually looks like. And it sounds really intense. Can you give us a little bit of like an insight into what a fly-in, fly-out worker does and like what that kind of schedule looks like? Because you mentioned you're on night shift. You'll generally work anywhere from say, oh, by the time you wake up, anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day. So to put that in perspective for people um, that, I guess, do a normal nine-to-five job when you're away from family, friends, um, little ones, loved ones, all of that, you're missing that. So you probably, I get up myself anywhere from quarter to four in the morning to about quarter past four, um, which is a pretty intensive routine and trying to put pack my routine into that. And finishing anywhere from say six PM at night to maybe seven thirty PM, depending on you know what jobs or what tasks you have on for the day. So you look at that, and we're talking about mental health. So that industry itself is a very hard nut industry. It's very it's very blokey. Uh, so to pack in uh, to get people to 
sort of unpacking the question that you've just asked before to, to speak to other people within the industry, don't really get that much time. And there's a lot more space and there's a lot more room for improvement for that. First of all, I want, I'd love if you could elaborate a little bit more on like why you're so passionate about positive mental health now. Does it come from a place of experience? Like, did you go through a period where you were really low and did that come about because of, of your work? When I was younger, probably around about the age of about 18, um, that's when I first originally really, really uh, suffered and noticed that there was something obviously wrong. I was, I was missing something. And what I originally turned to, and I was in a, um, and I always talk about this when I talk to other people, I was in a small regional town. So personally for myself, I think regional towns are, are more impacted. There's not a lot of um, resources uh, there. or uh, Well, there wasn't for me anyway at that point in time. So the reason where I come from a big space where I am now is because of what I went through with the processes and actually dealing with a lot of depression, uh, bipolar. And I acted out and I turned to a lot of uh, alcohol and abuse drugs massively and it didn't help me and I'd done it for a long time and I'd done it to suppress a lot of thoughts feelings and emotions which obviously for everyone uh, listening it doesn't it's it's a massive roller coaster of like I said suppressing those feelings so to come out of that it took a long 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 hard road and where I'm at now with it and why I'm so passionate about it is because I had one of my best friends pull me out of a pretty dark place I've gotten past all of that. I've reflected on what I've done, who I was and what I wanted to be and where I'm at now and how I've succeeded in life after going through that long battle from 18 to, let's say, well, at least 26, roughly around 26 years old. So it was a long, it was a long road. And now all I want to do is be able to help people currently suffering in silence that they no longer need to, to be able to reach out to that there's a lot more resources and tools within ourselves to be able to just reach out and send a message and and there's a lot of help there these days. I want to ask you a little bit more and delve a little bit more into this alcohol piece and drug piece because I'd love if you could take me back to the moment where you knew that you had to kind of put the bottle down. And I don't mean that as in like you 100% had to get sober because for some people they do have to get sober. For others, um, they can continue drinking socially, but they have to stop the binge drinking. Was there a moment where you kind of were like, enough's enough, like I need to fucking put this bottle down? Yeah. So I guess there's different, obviously different stages. So when I originally, um, when I was very young at 18, all it was was honestly alcohol and then it obviously turned into drugs and I got myself into a little bit of strife when I was younger back in the regional town because it was so small and what that light bulb moment for me was when I found myself on the wrong side of the law and ended up in an altercation with somebody Um, and that almost resulted in me ending up ending up doing nearly probably at least maximum one year in prison for grievous bodily harm. And that point was a tipping point for two sides of it because what it taught me was I was already engaged in, I was seeing the GP and what I was dealing with inside myself, but then there was a lot of absolute non-negotiables from the police that I had to do in order for me to be able to stay out of jail essentially. So I had a strict 
um, guideline to follow. And what that was, I had to see a psychiatrist for, I think it was one day a fortnight, and that was already always booked in and I couldn't miss an appointment. And if I were to miss that, I would have to call up and then I had to do a drug and alcohol program. And as I said, at this stage, I, I wasn't abusing anything else other than alcohol. And I think that moment, it flicked a switch. But as you know, within mental health, it was then, it wasn't about mental health for me. It was a mental illness. And it was trying to get on top of that, but I just couldn't come to terms with it. And so I'd done what was necessary through that whole program, which probably took me a year. But once I come out of that, I was really not well in, in within my mindset like to, to put it in perspective I was probably sleeping 22 hours of the day and trying different medications and once I finally come out of that I then turned to mates because in that period of time probably six months I didn't I hardly spoke to anybody I didn't I deflected my mates I pushed them off I didn't hardly speak to my family I was still living with with my parents but I was sort of in the own my own end of the house so I sort of isolated myself from absolutely everybody and it was not it was really not healthy for me so for me to then come out of that shell I think what I felt like I needed to do was to do what everyone else was doing and to fit in and to fit in that was then turned to alcohol and drugs again. And it was a long road from there. So I was past all the law side of things and now I'd found myself back to back to here. And my light bulb moment from then on was like, I just, I seriously can't do this for my for my mental well-being. This is just not good. So I think t- it was honestly probably about a year and a half, two years had gone by. And I moved from Dubbo in the regional New South Wales to Sydney. I was a very small fish inside a big bowl. And I was trying to obviously find new friends and sort of find find my place. And for me, it was more so about moving from what I knew to what I didn't to open myself up to to meet new people and and start a whole new a new life, I guess. And I met a lot of new friends and 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 to this day I've got a lot of like great mates and and what I call family that have forever looked after me since I the first day that I stepped foot in Sydney. And I'm forever grateful for that. When you've got these people that turn into your brothers or family, they can pick up firsthand pretty at these sort of little signs and symptoms or, you know, if I'm if I'm acting out or doing it, they can pick it up and they would be like, hey, and they'll check you. And you and you and for people out there listening, you need these people in your life if you want to change. You need these people picking you up on bad habits or or shitty um, or negative things that you're doing in your life and to chip you for it. And that's what they were there for. They were there to pick me up, pick me up and, and rebuild me and help me if I was, if, you know, if I was acting out because they could see a place that I'd come from yeah. and they would help me along the way to get it to a place that they knew that I wanted so that they would chip me on little things like doing, you know, going out excessively drinking or, or doing things like that. And, or just, just in general, just little other things and, and change my mindset and be like, don't do that. That's, you know, that, that, that's not going to end well. And I can imagine when you're a FIFO worker and you're working those late nights and you're working those odd hours and that routine can be hard to sort of come by. But how do yeah. you or what are the things or the non-negotiables that you put in place to look after your mental health? And are there any tips for somebody 
who might be in a similar position to you. So in like construction or in FIFO or in a work where it's really blokey and it's a really blokey environment to like look after their mental health. It's more about starting a day in a positive way. So for me now, I start it and you've got to bring um, positive energy, positive vibes and positive um, thoughts and actions into your mind as soon as you wake up. Waking up in the morning without your phone because the first thing that you do in the morning, if you wake up and you're scrolling through and with everything that is going on at the moment, there is so much negative energy in the world. If you're waking up, first thing you do is scrolling through your phone, that your brain is is wiring your brain for the start of that day. And if you're getting bad energy, bad thoughts and bad processes, you are probably going, or sorry, I shouldn't say you probably, you are going to start the day off bad and shitty and probably fucked up. Wake up in the morning and do something for yourself. Don't do something for somebody else in terms of looking on social media outlets and looking for those negative impacts. Because let's let's face it, when you are in that mindset, sometimes you do look for those negative impacts. It's something that we chase and it's something that can really impact us heavily. Mm. And start looking for a positive. And that is putting the phone aside, getting up and what I like to do. And again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I might like to get up A and go to the gym and then I'll do the Wim Hof method. I might do the Wim Hof method. It's whatever I'm feeling in that day, in that moment, in that time, how I'd like to start my day. For someone else listening, it might be they might want to go for a walk or a run or they might like listening to, um, say a lot of people do, I've done meditation, I've tried meditation or listen to music at a certain hertz. Some people like to do, I think, 424, 25 hertz or something, a nice peaceful sound to get uh, something that's going to start your day positively and whatever that may be, might be a cup of coffee. But what I'm saying is just put the phone aside for 5, 10, 15 minutes whilst you're getting ready for the day and watch it watch it change. And, and the best um, thing that I look at this, and we say a lot of 1%ers count, it's your little habits that matter at the end of the day. Mm. might not seem like a big deal to skip like a workout or something like that, but if you improve your habits by 1%, 1% a day, can you imagine how dramatic that dramatically that will change you in one year? But if you let your habits decline by 1%, think of where you will be at the end of the year in that in that progression. So that's what a lot a way that I like to look at it. So and a lot of people use the term, but we we forget about it. It's the one percenters that count. And it is the one percenters that count. I love that. And the last question that I have is on a positive note, because I want to end this on a really positive note. And that is around gratitude. And I always finish the conversations on Take 10 for Men in the same way, which is how or what are you most grateful for today? So, Blake, to finish, what are you most grateful for today? And it doesn't have to be one thing. It can be whatever you're feeling today. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for my family, friends, and for these moments in time that I'm having right now because, like, these conversations with yourself – for the impact that it will have on people that are listening. That's what I'm forever grateful for, this opportunity um, that I've got in life right now to be able to have a voice, um, knowing what I've been through. We've been quite an anxious and quiet person, never thought that I'd be able to sit here and have this conversation um, after, you know, what I've gone through. So, yeah, it, it 100% been my family, friends, these moments in time of what I'm having right now and very appreciated for them. 
Awesome. Well, I'm very appreciative of your time and I want to say a big thank you for joining me. I know that must be pretty hard getting back into life after you've spent so long away from home. So um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and having a chat and it was really awesome. It was good to hear your kind of perspective from someone who has you know, who does fly in and out of home all the time and and is in an industry that is in trouble when it comes to mental health. So thank you for sharing with us and for coming on board. Thank you very much for this time. And um, I'm sure it'd be great to catch up, sure, or have you on my podcast at some point in time. Thank you for listening. Episodes drop every Monday morning and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on your favourite podcast app. Remember to take 10 and check on the man you love today.